And we're started. We have begun. Yay. It's Ghosticles time! It's Ghosticles time. It's mostly ghostly, Josie. You just it's ghosticles missed me with that cheerful shit. Sorry, everyone. I'm in a mood today. <laughs> I'm... I, the worst thing happened. Yeah. I had to change phones. <laughs> So hard. I did it of my own volition, and it became this whole fucking 24-hour ordeal. You didn't have a phone for a short time. I had three awful. phones for a short time, but, but none, none of, of them, them worked. worked. <laughs> uh, the Cliff Notes version of this is I decided, because my phone um, is so old that there might as well be some kind of prehistoric Flintstone creature inside. Which is fun because yeah. that is Michael's style. It's basically so an abacus. It's the first smartphone he ever had because before that he I only had a had not his, smartphone. You, it was a flip, right? It was a. It was a yeah, razor, right? It was a it was a razor. Yeah. You yeah. I had, an, had, S, it. I had an I had an the S five was a was the last iPhone I had, and um, yeah. So you know I had I've had it for like six seven years something like that, and then so I was like okay it's time to change it. It, it was a it, the phone was doing fine. He's I mean, been it was saying that old. for two years for the record. <laughs> I am a very slow moving object. He's committed. It's um, committed to his. I am like a boulder. I'm hard to move, but once I'm in motion, look out, I That's guess. Right. But anyway, so I had to go to the store. I went to the Apple store yesterday to get a new phone and came home with the phone. It was cool. Let's just go ahead and transfer all the data from my old phone onto the new phone, but there wasn't enough memory in the new phone. And I was like, how is there not enough memory? How is there not automatically more memory in this phone? I thought that's right. what an upgrade was all about. Like, why bother making a new phone if it comes with less memory than the older version? I don't understand it. I don't get it. I hate yeah. the business model. Anyway, <laughs> I, I can hear a bunch of fucking young people out there going, but it's this way. Fuck but you. What about I the know. Cloud? The cloud is evil. <laughs> I, uh, so I had to go back to the store and exchange my new phone for a newer phone with, with more uh, memory with more memory and when i came back and tried to transfer all the data into that one my carrier was like what are you what are you doing you've already transferred what, what's going on whoa whoa so i got locked out of my accounts and it took and it happened after customer service was available to speak to oh god so i'm like doing doing thing where i'm like okay i'll just tweet about them and see if they hit me up online and they did too late and then got a hold of someone that's whatever it's long story short it took fucking 24 hours for me not 24 mm. i'm exaggerating it took until from nine, it, from about six o'clock yesterday, mm -hmm. I didn't realize it until nine, but from six, from actual six o'clock yesterday evening until this morning at about nine thirty or so, I had no phone, which was terrifying. Yeah. Because I was like, but I'm, but how can I, God, whatever. So. Do you remember when we used to drive places without phones all the time? I know. And now you feel like if you don't I have know. your phone and driving so, somewhere, you're definitely going to be uh, just, kidnapped and murdered. Yes. Or that I'm going to have a wreck, and I, yeah. had, I had a studio session this morning. I'm like, great, I'm going to go to the studio and not have a phone. Something ha it's raining, you know, today, so like, it's right. you know, supposed to be just... thunderstorms, but I have yet mm -hmm. to see any of those or hear them. I want there to be a really that probably happened now that we're recording. So anyway, that's so I'm just fuck. I'm in a mood. I'm in a mood. I'm in a mood. I'm in a mood. Fewer things make me feel helpless. I replaced all of our Febreze plugins. So I'm a little high. <laughs> God, give me a one whiff. of them. So I need something to bring me down. In one of our rooms, there in our like living TV room, we because we have two separate lounging you say areas. TV room. It sounds horrible. It sounds our TV, like is, your alive! TV is alive. Uh, in, no, it's where in, we watch TV. In Russia, TV watches you. <laughs> Ooh, uh, same thing here. Uh, to be fair. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, so. There's a plug-in in that room, though, and we're in there more often playing video games or watching TV or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so Jack is a little more sensitive to the smells, and I have it turned down way low. But 
it's still sometimes too much. So he <laughs> like, unplugs it. It's just really, really I just strong sense of smell. He's yeah, a bloodhound, basically. Periodic. Periodical. Like, he's, it, there's certain things that bug, bug him and other things he never smells. And I'm like, you don't smell that? <laughs> but uh, he put it... <laughs> He put it sideways, and I guess it leaked out all over the windowsill. Oh, God. And on well. the floor. And I'm like, oh, it's basically oil. So let's just moisturize our wood floor and the windowsill. <laughs> yeah, we'll that all of our dogs, all five of the dogs, have chewed on that windowsill. I don't know why, but when they get together, they want to chew on wood. It's very strange. But, <laughs> it's, and it's only when they're together, because your dogs don't do it at your house. And yep. ours dogs don't do it when you're not here, but they when they're together, like, they're like, let's chew on this windowsill together. <laughs> let's chew on the wood I, table I, legs. I, I blame <laughs> I blame Genji because okay. Genji's the windowsill chewer. He did it in our oh, old okay. place, but we have no windowsills in our current apartment. It's just that's not the it. windows go all the way down to the floor. But they all do it. And but I think Genji's the one that's like, I like, hey guys, do you want the ringleader? You wanna you wanna do something really cool? <laughs> He's the one's you. like, you wanna you want to do something like hot it's really it's, it's all, all the cool kids are doing it right so like he leaves them over the windowsill because he's like and has them chew it yeah yeah okay i believe it i don't think dot does it uh because she's the good girl yes she is the good girl she's, she's um, got to be above it that's true as as the next alpha she she must maintain her <laughs> dignity so, she's, the, she's the pro tem alpha right now that's right unless you scratch her behind her legs then she turns to complete mush and it has no brain but uh <laughs> But anyway, so that oil dripped everywhere, and now I am a little high on that smelly good bamboo oil. God, I needed this last night when I was trying to figure out, well, when Brandon was trying to figure out the problem. Because yeah. when anything technical happens, I just go, Brandon, yeah, right. why did you make me get a new phone? Because now it's horrible. Now I have no phone, Brandon. He felt terrible. I, yeah. I'm like, it wasn't his fault, obviously, and I wasn't getting on to him about it. But I was like, I don't know what to do. Yeah, technology. And this is me. Every time he's like coming, he's he's trying he's trying to find all these workarounds mm -hmm. that he can do, so we don't have to wait until the first thing in the morning to to contact a live human being. And and I was like, how, where are you? How are you doing? Where are you? How is a normal mortal supposed to know to do any of these things? Right. He does that a lot. He does. He does. Meanwhile, he's we're like, <laughs> why am I thus? Um, <laughs> why is it ever why? thus? Okay. All right, so we're gonna, let's get to let's get to other people's problems. Let's get problems. to other stories. All right, I'll start. <laughs> All right, uh, I have Mackenzie. Mackenzie. Hello, Michael and Jamie. You spooky little rascal. Hello, Mackenzie. I just discovered the podcast after after having been a fan of both of you for a long time. <gasps> Thank you. Oh, thank you very much. Nonetheless, I love the podcast and appreciate you both for cherishing the history behind the stories just as much as the story itself. This is something I find other ghoulish podcast shows lack. Thank you. Yeah, we try to, That's we try to go above and beyond. That's right. We just started doing what we wanted to hear. Uh, <laughs> right. I write this having had a strange experience just last night. Ooh. I'm currently a student, and for a little extra holiday cash, I am house-sitting for one of my professors. Today is my last day in the house before heading home to be with my family. Cue a chorus of aww. <laughs> the house is one of those homes that is precariously placed in the middle of goddamn nowhere. <laughs> God Literally. Damn nowhere. There is one neighbor. Population. There is one neighbor. So, naturally, it kind of has a spookier vibe. The owners have two dogs who are adorable little Pomeranians and are cuddly <laughs> as all get out. <laughs> I get home from work last night and watched a few movies before going to bed. While I was just chilling out, I noticed that I was feeling a bit more in tune with 
read as nervous about, my surroundings. I found myself making triple sure the doors were locked and the shades were drawn. I, I turned in for bed with both dogs in tow around midnight, only to be woken up at 2 a.m. You wouldn't believe my relief when the clock did not read 3.33. By loud, <laughs> urgent barking from both dogs. Oh. They were going absolutely bananas. I was jolted from sleep and immediately was in a panic. This had not happened before, and the owners did not give me any sort of indication that this was normal behavior for either of the dogs. I got out of bed and walked into the kitchen to find that both dogs were already at the back sliding glass door, just standing, staring out the door, and barking. I took a breath and let them out, and against my better judgment, stood at the door and waited and watched. Mm -hmm. This is something I never do, especially because there are no blinds on this door. It's just a big glass sliding window. But I felt like I needed to stay there and make sure the dogs got back in safely. I watched the darkness, really. There wasn't anything to see, but I couldn't help but feel like something or someone was going to try to get in, and I was the first line of defense. <laughs> the God. dogs did not come back on their own. They stayed outside and were now silent. This is abnormal, as the owners specifically said they don't like to be outside for longer than necessary. I called them back in, and it really took some considerable coaxing to get them back inside. That is surprising, especially with little dogs, because wild animals find them to be delicious. <laughs> a delicacy, really. <laughs> They're like, oh. We ooh. always hear, because we get coyotes here a lot, yeah, and they'll oh, yeah. be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. hey, they're coyotes, watch out for your dogs, because what they'll do is... Right, yeah. Oh, this oh so crazy. Out. They will, um, one of the dogs, one of the coyotes will come to a dog and be like, playful with it and like run away and get it to follow it because it wants to play like, hey you want and it some takes candy? it back to the pot <laughs> it takes it back to the pack where they all eat the dog oh my god right so <sighs> yeah anytime oh, you just want to make god. sure and one time we were walking it's like college uh, recruiters i know we were going on a on a long walk but we're by this kind of um tree bank whatever mm -hmm. and there was uh, there was this big dog kind of walking by itself i was like that's not a dog that's Jack was like, what, really? I was like, yes. And it took a turn and went right into the trees. And oh. I was like, I will cross the street when we walk by. <laughs> I don't want to look at it. But not that they would have, it would have done anything, but just the no, fact they, that they it was walking on a... They terrified of people. people. Yeah, but it was just walking on a neighborhood street with no problem. Just walking. Wow. Yeah. Coyote, coyotes are... are brave little fucks they are. for being so skittish well, and I in mean, other respects. They're like, well, I don't give a shit. I'll just come right creek. up to you. It's a creek. It's a pretty big creek, mm -hmm. but on one side is a whole bunch of apartments, and on the other side is our neighborhood. So, yeah. But anyway, okay. Dogs came back in with some coaxing. Back inside, I laid back down in bed and still felt uneasy. I kept the kitchen light on and turned on the TV just to make an attempt to calm down. I get it. <laughs> That's when both myself and both dogs perked up and looked directly at the bedroom door that was ever so slightly cracked. Oh, God, no. I felt like something was watching me. You something, think? Yeah, something that, even though I couldn't see it, I know had a face. And it was peering in. This is the most unsettling thing that has ever happened to me. I've had experiences before and have been told I have abilities. Maybe that story is for another submission. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. But this was sinister. Next thing I know, I am watching Shadow cloud the, sl the sliver of the door and dim the kitchen light. So I guess she's looking out of the crack and the kitchen light's on. And then all of a sudden there's a shadow between that kitchen light. Ah! No, 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 no. 
Define. Here, take my new phone. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> uh, I don't want any Go outside with the dog. <laughs> um, then it hits me. I let something in. It used the dogs to get me to literally open its door. Now, maybe I was overthinking and just plain scared shitless, but this thought terrified me. I employed a technique that was taught to me that I think was mentioned earlier on a different Ghost of Coles, where you imagine a shield of spiritual positive light around yourself and demand to be left alone. The writer used a specific name for it, which I actually didn't know it was something others did until I listened to that. So yay for that. I did this for about five minutes before the kitchen light grew brighter again. I instantly felt a fuck ton more calm than I had been all night. A short while later, I fell asleep with the lights on. Ha <laughs> ha, see, it's okay. Yeah, it is okay uh, again, on. I have never been that scared or unsettled. Oof. And the strangest part was that I knew it was watching me even though I couldn't see it. I knew it had a face, and that's the part that really gets me. Maybe I was letting my mind play tricks on me, but let me tell you, I damn near shit myself. Thank you for all the wonderful things you both do. I've had the distinct pleasure of meeting Michael a few times, and I hope I will be able to meet Jamie soon. Apologies for the long story. It's fine. Like you both, I'm a nerd for embellishment. Yay. All the best. McKinsey. I love it. I love oh, it. The part of so me always creepy. has to, like, I always have to think, like, how scared am I of something that can't open the door itself? Right. <laughs> but, of but course. But it's open a crack. It's, maybe, it's like, maybe, like, well, maybe. maybe and the it, mist is there. It doesn't, you don't, maybe the, only the invitation gives it power. I don't know. Like, I know. I know is weird. it like Dracula? Like Dracula? Have you seen Dracula? Which version? The TV show. The new one. Oh, no. Oh, my God. One. It's there's so a... fucking good. It it's on Netflix. It's really fun. We watched the is whole like, thing is last it, night. Is it, is it just like a it's, modern spin on it? Or is it like, it what is it? Is, it is. <laughs> uh, it's is. Uh, Dracula, dead and loving it. Moffat is one of the writers. Okay. Or producers or something okay. like that on it. He's done several. He's He did the, the Sherlock. The Sherlock. He did, but he did uh, Jekyll. He did uh, mm -hmm. Dr. Mr. He did a really cool, I liked it, version of that yeah. about, oh, 10 or so years ago. I will say, and it was, um, uh, let's see, the Van Helsing is fucking amazing. Really? Fucking amazing. Like, like how so? I can't, I don't want to go into it anymore. But okay. it's, the character is unlike ever before and okay. is I'm all about this. just a fucking badass. I do like the character of Van yeah. Helsing. Yeah. I think I still have a soft, I'm going to be honest, I still have a soft spot for the Francis Ford Coppola Dracula from like, what, 92? Oh, yeah. It's a the good Bram movie. Stokers. I mean, there's a lot of, yeah, Bram Stoker's Dracula. Like, yeah. it's still, there's a lot of cheese. There's a lot of cheese in that movie. And God mm -hmm. knows, I like, the young kids in that movie cannot act. There's like, like Keanu and Winona are not at their best right. in that film. And I love them both, but that's just was not their, that was not their film. But man, yeah. Anthony Hopkins as like the crazy uh, Van Helsing yes. and Gary Oldman, who I never knew before that movie was like, who the fuck is this guy stealing yeah. everything? Like right. the show was just, I mean, I know it's, I know you're playing the title character, but you're still managing to steal the show. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and this one, I mean, of course there's not like huge names in it necessarily yeah. or anything, but everybody is so strong. And it's the the same thing that Sherlock does. It's three hour and a half long episodes. Oh fun. So I really love Sherlock. Oh god. I love Moffat it's really in general. Like, it's I really, really fun. And at people... some point you're like, you know, is that would that happen? But then you're like, I'm watching a thing about vampires. So <laughs> my my disbelief is already suspended. It's one of the few things it's your mother really can watch and be right. Yes, it is a vampire um... mom. You're right. I need to tell her to watch it. I haven't even told her. She would love it. Okay. Uh, I want to do a little research into that into that trope of like of having to invite something in because it goes back way way back yeah. to like way like prehistoric like or not prehistoric but um, but way pre-Christian times right. and the pagan belief that like you know this is a thing that like it only has power 
Well, and it deals uh, with that when you allow it. And one of the things the that home. Van Helsing says at one point is like, none of these things make sense. None of it makes sense. Like, why? Why? Why is this a thing? Yeah. And so they they deal with that, but also the way that they deal with vampirism and mm. and all of you know what it really is and how it affects and all. It's really cool. That's I really cool. enjoyed it. I like that. I like I like modern or not necessarily modern. I like clever spins fresh, on the vampire myth. Fresh retellings. Yeah. Yeah. You ever seen uh, The Hunger? Or read the book The Hunger. Mm-mm. It's by Whitley Strieber, the same guy that like wrote about his supposed abduction experiences over years. But he also wrote a bunch of fiction novels, mm-hmm. horror novels mostly, and a couple of them. He wrote a trilogy of books about like this one vampire like clan or whatever. I've, I've not read them. I've only seen the movie The Hunger, but I really like it. It's oh, yeah. it's got David Bowie in it and Susan oh, Sarandon, and it's actually really good. There. I mean, it's very eighties. It is very eighties, yeah. but it's an interesting take on the vampire legend. One, oh, yeah. of, one of the more creative I've seen that I can recall. Yeah. Okay. All right. Anyway, uh, always open to suggestions if anyone wants to be like, hey, what about this version of the vampire myth? Right. I will say I'm not a fan when they try to medicalize it. Like right. there's been some sci-fi efforts, books and whatever, uh, like fiction books that have been like, vampires have to because of this. It's like a bloodborne illness or whatever. Right. I'm like, no. I'm less. It's when they, magic, when they try God to remove, Yeah, I need it's the supernatural, supernatural element. Yeah. Uh, or they try to make it like a genetic mutation. It's just not, mm-hmm. not as interesting to me I, for some reason. I don't know why that is. Yeah. Uh, okay. Sorry. Onward. Upward. This comes from Michaela. Michaela says, hello, it's been a little while since I've written anything, but when I heard Monday's episode split in two, I knew that I had to write in about my own twin experience. Oh, here we go. Emotions again. (laughs) Uh, It might be, (laughs) it might be kind of long. uh, So sorry in advance. Never apologize for a long story. You see, I have a twin sister. We are 25 years old, uh, sensitive to the paranormal and uh, full-blown empaths. So we are the perfect basket of crazy. (laughs) I get that. Perfect basket of crazy. It's like a good gift idea. Um, (laughs) From the moment we were born, our connection was different than uh, those of normal, quote unquote, normal siblings or family members. We were born a month early and thus we were not fully developed. Pretty, fairly common actually Mm -hmm. among twins as I understand it. My heart hadn't developed all the way and my sister's lungs hadn't developed fully. The doctors were unsure if she would make it and hearts uh, were hurting as she stayed in her incubator. Uh, Once they played... I lost my place, damn it! Once they placed (laughs) me... Placed, placed me next to her. Uh, She seemed to improve, however, and within a few weeks, we were both out of the hospital and on our way home. This was not the only instance in which one of us was able to heal the other. For as long as I can remember, we had been able to share or take away the other's pain. Though now that we are older, it seems I get more of her pains uh, than she does mine. Thanks, sis. (laughs) Appreciate it. Uh, When we were little, one of us woke the other up in the middle of the night, telling them they should go to the bathroom because they were going to be sick. Sure enough, within just a minute, the other one was throwing up. My sister at one point uh, consumed laundry detergent. However, it was my tongue that started blistering and I became very ill. There's an episode of My Strange Addiction is do the (laughs) one where the twin gets all the side effects. So the other twin's like, I'm going to eat all this detergent. I don't care. <laughs> one's more, like, I'm walking on sunshine. The other's like, I'm in hell. Right. Stop it. Like, uh, I need you to stop because it's My hurting. It's literally hurting addiction. me. That's what we um, <laughs> They had to treat me. Uh, they had to treat her to make me feel better. Whenever I have a headache or a cold that I can't seem to shake, my family has... Uh, uh, 
has Shay take medicine. I guess Shay is the name. Oh, Shay must be the, the twin sister. Uh, within a day, I began to improve. It works the same for her as well. If I take medicine, her symptoms begin, her symptoms begin to improve. I know it huh. sounds crazy, but we can also take away each other's pain. With a hug or a touch or a kiss on the top of the head, I can take away headaches, cramps, back pain, etc. And though not as often, she can do the same for me. We also share each other's anxieties. We both have depression and anxiety. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. That mm. sucks. And often, when one person is having a bad day or is feeling super anxious, we can sense it. Just recently, we had a round of storms come through with tornadoes. I was at work, and my sister was at home with my parents. I remember feeling shaky and like I couldn't breathe. I felt dizzy, lightheaded, and all I could think about was my sister. I knew she would be scared without me there, as neither one of us liked storms. I ended up having an anxiety attack and almost passing out, only to find out when I got home that she had been perfectly fine and calm. It seems I took on the anxiety for both of us, even though we were miles apart. We've also discovered that we can't be too far apart from each other without feeling ill. I flew to another state alone to visit a friend, and the entire time I felt ill and found myself wondering how Shay was doing. When I got home, I found out that she had felt sick the entire time I was mm. away as well. I went out of this state again. This is why twins freak people out. <laughs> Sorry, continue. Um, I, <laughs> I went out of state again, and the same thing happened. We also have a sort of twin radar. When we were children, someone could ask us where the other one was and what they were doing. Without hesitation, we could tell them if they had gone into the bedroom to play or to the bathroom. Even now, all I have to do is focus on my sister, and I can tell where she is in the house, and if she's awake or asleep, even if she's playing a game or not. Mm -hmm. Now... As I've mentioned before, we are both sensitive to the paranormal. As kids, we often startle our family by facing a wall and talking as if someone were in front of us, even laughing. When asked about who, it, uh, who we were talking to, we would point to the area above us and say, the other grandpa. Nope. <laughs> No, get out, Shining what Twins, a, get out. <laughs> what a great name for like a boogeyman. Other mm -hmm. grandpa. Mm -hmm. um, there was even an well, instance. Well, there's the other mother, right? Right, right. Yeah. Um, there was even an instance where we would walk through the house with our hands up as if we were holding hands with someone taller than us, but no one was there. I'll stop here for the sake of time, but just know, but just know that it is the minimal amount of the Wonder Twin powers my sister and I share. <laughs> also, we are not identical, if you were wondering. I was hooked on the stories about the twins and knew that I had to write in. Also, Michael, I was curious to know if your brother and you were named after the Archangels. Yes, we were. Yeah. As always, I'm obsessed with your podcast and continue to enjoy your work as actors. I hope you have a fantastic afternoon. Drink one for me. I'll drink two. And stay ghouly. <laughs> Yeah, thank you, Michaela. Yes, God. thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, yeah, I think that's you know that's that those kind of supernatural connections mm, that mm -hmm, twins have mm -hmm. a tendency to have. That I wonder. Sort of, yeah, I sometimes I've, I've often wondered whether a lot of the stuff that a lot of the weird because I had such a such a slew of weird quote unquote paranormal experiences as a child mm -hmm. that part of me wonders if if my sensitivity at the time weren't because like, you know, Gabe was on the other side, you know, having adventures right. in some other plane of existence. And I was like, what's that? I feel like someone's watching me. And then like, you know, cut to, you know, he's hunting down some wookalar in the afterlife. I'm like, I have no idea. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. so I've always thought like maybe like that connection gave me sort of an antenna into the ether right right well it made there. me think too after the episode i thought a lot about how you know you had your imaginary friend that mm -hmm. was gabe and freaked your mm -hmm. parents out mm -hmm. but then elvis did the same thing he had yep. 
he saw his twin mm-hmm. growing up as well. And, you know, it's just, I had a great kind of... aunt too. I didn't, I don't think I mentioned this in the podcast. I had a great aunt too, is my grand, my, my dad's mom's younger sister. She had a twin that was lost. She, she was uh, surviving to a twinless twin. Mm-hmm. And I didn't, I met her maybe a handful of times as a kid at family reunions. Cause she was older. She was already in her like fucking sixties when I was little and uh, she smoked all the time. I just remember her like being the kind of person that would just sit there and smoke constantly. Right. Like, cons with his big, long, like, Virginia Slims. Mm. Anyway, and and um, she just seemed to know. Like, I, I don't remember what she said exactly because I'm too young uh, to recall it. But I remember thinking she just kind of knew. She was yeah. like, oh, yeah, yeah, kind of a welcome to the club sort of thing. And I was like, oh, and I found out much later from my dad, like, oh, you know, she had a she had a twin, too, that, that was... Uh, uh, stillborn yeah and i was like what the fuck so... runs in my family apparently there's there's yeah. there's a there seems to be a surviving twin on my dad's side going back at least generations. three generations wow that's weird very weird Man. yeah weird it also makes me family. wonder too is the one time when i was practicing connecting and i got the um the old maid yeah and right before i was describing the old maid i described this little boy that i saw and mm. you were like that's me when i was a little boy uh, it makes me wonder, was it you? Uh, it was <laughs> you know part I mean? of me. <laughs> right, exactly. But I was just oh. thinking about that earlier today. Like, I wonder if when that was happening, because it was such a detailed image maybe, maybe. of this little boy. Ooh. Like, I described the clothes he would wear when he was a kid. And yeah. I haven't seen pictures. I still haven't seen pictures of I, you there as There are no pictures of me as a kid that are available. Mom has them all and in a box somewhere, and I refuse oh. to. I don't like looking at them. I, I really don't. I, I am unusually averse. You are so fucking to, cute. I mean, I guess I was. It's not. I don't. I have an aversion to seeing pictures of myself as a kid, not because I think I was ugly or dorky. I mean, it was all those things, but those don't bother me. I just there's something about looking at them I don't like. I don't huh? like mm-hmm. looking back at, at myself as a kid. I don't. I don't know what that's about. Hmm. But it's it's not because I. It's not because I dislike how I look or that because I'm dorky. Because that was like, yeah. oh, cool, whatever. Because I still don't like how I look. <laughs> <laughs> You're stupid. Uh, but, uh, but so I don't know. There's just It just makes me uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. That's weird. weird. That and that pictures weird. of deserts. Pictures of deserts. Mm-hmm. We were having this but conversation. But you love the desert. I do, but pictures of the desert bother me. And I don't. It's a fucking. We were talking. I was in the car with Devin and Brandon the other day. And we were just talking about weird. Like, what's the most irrational phobia or thing that makes you uncomfortable and like really something irrational because like i don't consider the fear of heights to be irrational that's just the survival right. instinct yeah. not wanting you to fall to your death uh same thing with like claustrophobia or even chlorophobia the fear of clowns like that's right. a survival instinct clowns want to murder you so right. of course some yeah. instinct wants you to get the fuck totally, away from them it's sense. a perfectly healthy mind that's afraid of clowns <laughs> i said uh, he says very passionately their but face I, I, is lying so we're to trying to, their, their face, face is, is lying. lying their face is a lie and they always want to make you laugh why? Because they can't. <laughs> They're just trying to steal your energy. Anyway, um, so we're talking, and I guess several people were talking about their weird, their weird fears or their weird like aversions. And I was like, I hadn't thought about it in a long time. And I'm like, pictures, pictures, like f- literally photographs or paintings of the desert, kind of make me nauseous. Wonder why? I don't know why, but I love being in the desert. Right. I love being in the desert. I love walking. Like I, 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 like that. I, I don't know. I don't know. There's something about I love camping in the desert when I've when I've done it. Not that mm-hmm. I've done it much, but I think it's a go- I love the landscape. But there's something about a photo of a desert. Hmm. I don't. Maybe in a past life I was like Ansel Adams and I, you know, right. or, or something like that, and I died while taking a photograph of a desert. Right. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. It's weird. But well, I, there's people who a photographer who disappeared in the desert. 
Great. Now I'm going to have to do research on that to see if it, it was does. me. Right? Interesting. Interesting! Yeah, anyway. We'll have to do a past life regression with someone who does that shit. Yeah. 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 It'd be fun. I know I had to have been a monk in a past life. Yeah. Yeah. Because every time I read a book or um, something that deals with like that kind of stuff, I, I just relate to it way too much. Did I'm you like, find oh, yourself chanting it. for no reason? I could easily. Like, no, not for no reason. <laughs> Mine is but I love strange. robes. I, love a ro I love a good robe. I love. And I love just being alone in the quiet. Right. Um, right. Oh man. Contemplative life. Reading a book. Yeah. Writing a book. But yeah. When I read when I read a book and it's describing like the cloister life, I'm like, man, that that rings so many bells. Like I just can picture it and feel it Get perfectly. You ringing bells. Hey. <laughs> I didn't mean for that to be a pun. Maybe you I did, did it. You did it. That's right. the that's the monk in you making jokes. <laughs> Oh my uh, gosh. Okay, well, uh, thank you, uh, submitters. Keep, yes. Keep your submissions coming in. We love them. Um, thank you so much for listening. Check out googleintentions.com for, you know, whatever the fuck you want to check out. <laughs> and remember, it's, it's okay, okay to, to sleep, sleep with, with the, the lights, lights on. on.